Hello, my name's Richard Plateau. And I'm Liz Walker. And this is The Bake Canadian Takeoff, a podcast about the Great Canadian Baking Show. And this week is Bread Week. It's Bread Week. The greatest week of all. It's really soothing to watch people make bread. It sure is. It's, uh, it's nice to see people make bread well. Yeah. And I think everybody made bread pretty well, even when it didn't quite work out. Yes. What, what breads did they make this week? <laughs> well, you know, they started with the signature this week, which was a bubka. A, a bubka? A bubka. The bubka, as we know, was invented by Scott Bubkilla, the star of Quantum Leap and Star <laughs> Trek Enterprise. I think it was season one when bruno when they did a babka and bruno did a little video like a master class video of making a chocolate babka mm-hmm. and i watched the video over and over again just because i like the way he says the word babka 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 it just it just drops out of his mouth mm. so perfectly what uh, what were some of your favorite babkas well, so a babka is, it's, it's like a loaf of bread, but it's one in which a rich seam of color and flavor winds its way through. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of different ways of doing the, it's like the, the dough is cut and layered and then sort of, it can be twisted and all sorts of like wonderful patterns. And so it's a great opportunity to show off um, traditional styles and, you know, Fancy per- per- personal fancy styles. Yeah. <laughs> and a bubka is traditionally a winter holiday treat, I think. Uh, I think if you're eating bread, you could like arguably say that it's a winter treat, <laughs> <laughs> like of any kind. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it is a, it's a Jewish tradition. I think it's an Ashkenazi mm. baking Mm-hmm. tradition uh i think it's often done with chocolate or a mix of chocolate and cinnamon mm-hmm. uh i've made i made one once it was really great i would like to make them again um there's this like i have this great recipe book with a with a recipe for a babka and it's it's like aspirational babka it is like perfectly wound through the bread is 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 like seamed in this like pattern um that folds in on itself it's it's complex Mm. it's rich and beautiful Mm. and uh someday i would like to try and make that Uh, i felt i felt aspirational about everything that we were watching tonight yeah yeah same except the showstopper but we'll get to that (laughs) (laughs) right too much touching again i uh (laughs) i i we'll get to it we'll get to it we'll get to it (laughs) well let's see um I mean, there was all variety of like sweet, bready um, dishes. Uh, what, what we don't call a bread dish; it's a um, loaves, Hello. sweet sweet yeah. loaves and stuff. Um, it's what we didn't see was kind of just like a basic bread. No, there's a lot of fancy breads with lots of fancy flavors, but nobody got out there and said, "Make me a Pullman loaf." <laughs> <laughs> And of course, they'll never do a sourdough because there isn't the time frame for a sourdough. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Sadly. 
Uh, Amy made the only savory babka, which was an option. Which she's this this is her this is her thing. This is I guess this is her mo. She zigs savory when everyone else zags Zags sweet. sweet. Yeah, yeah, zigs savory, and it works for her. Where the the uh, private detective zig savory zig savory. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what did you want? Um, I thought Amanda's uh, Christmas babka with spiced cranberry, pineapple, and cherry sounded pretty good. It had some kind of candied or sugared, maybe rosemary on top of it, Mm. which looked very Christmassy and very appealing. Kyla, in the judging, described it as part of the cranberry experience. Amanda said that there are no babkas on PEI, which no, I believe no. is probably totally true. <laughs> no, no, she's only ever only ever had her own babka. Which I think is so great. I think we do that all the time when we're cooking and baking. You're kind of imagining what something is like. And I, I think I think that's how like I think that's how new foods come into the world. Like, you know, someone someone migrates across Europe from, I don't know, say like a mountainous territory to a plains territory. Mm-hmm. And they try to make the the thing from their homeland and then their children make it slightly differently. And then their children's children make it slightly differently. And it eventually evolves into its own thing. It yeah. might have a hilarious name that references the, the old thing or something. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's one of the, you know, and then there's like different ingredients, but like memories of, Memories persist, so there might be an idea of like a sweet tart thing that winds up because of different ingredients being a completely different thing, and then the flavor profile sort of shifts and evolves. Mm-hmm. And I think bread in particular is a great place to be able to sort of observe that. Did you catch what Dougal's was? I didn't even catch what Dougal's was. Uh, Dougal's was a raspberry pistachio with white chocolate babka. Uh, and it was in the shape of a grid or hashtag. I didn't understand that. I think it was just. I think it was just kind of woven. Oh, they didn't give it very much time. It, no, it flew. No. It flew past. No, Dougal's. Dougal's was in the. Uh, was one of the the middle bobkas. Yeah, and then Steve had a like his um, ecumenical, sort of like Jewish Christian. Yeah, Chris, Ma- mashup. Chris, Chris Monica Hanumus. Hot, yep. With chocolate cherry pistachios too. I thought those gold cherries looked pretty cool. I thought the whole yeah. I thought the whole presentation was good. I thought like the gold cherries with the non-gold cherries, chocolate cherries and stuff. You know, now that we're past Halloween mm-hmm. and you know, we just have a few days until Remembrance Day, mm-hmm. it, it, I feel like after Remembrance Day, I'm open to thinking about Christmas. Yes, yeah. Yeah, this was a bit early. But I didn't mind thinking about thinking about Christmas. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, so the the sort of the Christmassy babkas and bakes today, I was like, oh, oh I'm looking forward to doing mm. some baking <laughs> in a month. That would be so nice. <laughs> oh, what if I had him? Oh, I've got a lemon inside my child's toy. Huh. I was like this hard little knob in my pocket that was digging into me. <laughs> I don't know. Who did you feel won the the signature? Uh, I think Vincent did very well. Uh, I think Amanda did very well. Uh, and I think Amy did very well. 
Mm, I think mm -hmm. everyone else kind of had variations of underproofed and underdone. Yeah, you have to work backwards, I guess, because you have to make sure you bake it enough and then you have to prove it enough and there's just a big time suck. Okay. What did you think about the technical? Uh, I'm not going to do an accent. Uh, this week's technical challenge was Bobo Bows. Uh, or pineapple buns, which contain no pineapple. Oh, I thought they were. It was such an interesting challenge because most of the participants, uh, most of the contestants, most of the bakers rather, uh, said that they didn't know what they were. No. So they were uncommon, and so you were really stuck just following the directions and kind of hoping. They had to. Uh, they had to make a tang zhong, a, mm -hmm. a, a milk bread, um, and do that. Do that kind of thing where you cook the flour first which is a technique we've roux. talked about many times yeah before on this show. okay so i thought it was interesting that the instructions because somebody was reading off the instructions and they said uh cook until the uh roux comes in it, you can sort of see lines lines along the bottom which i thought was like oh that's an interesting tip to give to the bakers because that's telling you when the Rue is finished instead of letting them guess. When it's not, it's yeah, it's not a time or a temperature. It it's, isn't a time. It's something or you can observe. Yeah, or smell. Yeah. I've or smell. made it. Yeah. It smells like mashed potatoes. Mm. It has like a mashed potato y smell. I don't know mm -hmm. what's happening in that pot that's making that happen, but it has a distinctly mashed potato y <laughs> thing going on. Uh, they didn't say that as a hint, though. When. When they were describing it and they were saying, oh, there's no pineapple in it, uh, my 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 partner and I both kind of both at the same time said, there's no fish in a fish waffle. <laughs> They're right. Do you know? Do I know, you know that. Do you know, you know there's no fish in a fish waffle? There's no fish in a fish waffle, which is the Korean grocery store in Bloor. Pat, by, Pat Mart. By Chris, Pat Mart. Yeah. And uh, they sell these, um, uh, they sell these sort of little stuffed cook, uh, not cookies. What are they? They're waffles. Buns? They're they're like they're they're waffles, they're but stuffed. they're made in that cool waffle machine. And yeah, and you can get them stuffed with like red bean paste or walnut paste mm, or mashed potato or mashed potato paste. And it's a sweet. Mm -hmm. I like the acorns myself personally. And it's in the shape of a fish. And they have a poster outside the store that says "fish waffles." There's no There's fish no in a fish, fish, fish waffle. <laughs> Canada's Drag Race. There's no fish in a fish waffle. <laughs> oh, fish waffle. I love that. That's a good idea. Is that your dragon name? That's my drag name. <laughs> but it's it's spelled it's it's spelled funny, so you have to kind of like say it out loud to realize what it is. It's like it's like a last name. It's like fish waffle. Fish waffle. Fish waffle. Fish waffle. Fish waffle. Fish waffle. <laughs> All right. Uh these these. Buns looked pretty delicious, and mm. a nice hot bun with just just an obscene slab of butter in it is certainly something I've eaten in my more sort of shameful <laughs> private moments. <laughs> so I was watching this with my spouse, and uh, he was looking at he was doing something on his laptop, and he looked up and he says, "Holy shit, is that butter? Because it looked <laughs> like a big like a generous slice of cheese." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we're, I don't, talking, we're talking like a deck of cards here. 
yeah, it was it was a thick wedge. Uh, I can't even honestly, I can't even imagine what that would taste like because it would just be a. I mean, no, hold on, let me think about what that would taste like. That actually seems pretty good, mm-hmm. like a big wedge of big wedge, a mouthful of butter. This was a this was a technical challenge with with like sort of two products. There was um, the the. The, they had specific names, the one with butter and the one without butter. Bolo Yao. Right. Bolo Yao was the one with the butter. Right. And But they had to make the butter themselves. So yes. that was an interesting, like, secondary challenge. They I've never did, made butter. I, I have I've made butter as sort of like a science project as a kid. Uh, okay, right. It's pretty fun. Yeah, you they... That. I would have liked to have seen... I would have liked to have seen more of the finishing of the butter. They showed them like whipping it up in the food processor, but they didn't show them like squeezing it out or cheesecloth-ing it or anything. That's right. And I yeah. would have liked to have seen just a little bit of that just for like completeness. Maybe there was no drama. It's all about the drama, Rich. It's all about, yeah, there's no, there was no, no conflict. Yeah. There was no conflict so with that butter. As we know, the four basic conflicts are man versus man, <laughs> man versus nature and man versus butter. <laughs> What are what are the conflicts? Man man v man, man v nature. Man v God. Man v God, man v butter. That's right. Okay. <laughs> uh speaking of God, there's a lot of praying to the ancestors. Yes. Yeah. Steve mentioned Stephen mentioned that several times and then Steve Steve mm-hmm. invoked the the ancestors for his uh for his uh, babka. Every every episode my my respect for Steve's skills goes up. He's 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 a real he's a real ringer. He's mm-hmm. he's the dad that shows up to the thing and is just like, oh yeah, I've done a little bit of welding, I, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, does a great job. Yeah, I could I could re I could probably rebuild that motorcycle engine for you. Yeah. Uh, there's a joke. Have you seen Paddington Two? No, no, I hear it's very good. I haven't seen it. Rich Paddington Two is the greatest movie ever made. It's <laughs> better than Babe Two: Pig in the City. Better than Dune. Wow. Okay, Bad- Paddington Two is the greatest movie ever made. Right. And there's a whole sequence with uh, with a recorded se- uh, a, re- a recorded bit of uh, dialogue where someone says "nice buns," and then <laughs> Hugh Grant says so "like never heard any complaints." Anyway, <laughs> it's so Hugh Grant is so good plotting and scheming against a computer bear it's like it's so good it's so fun i also want to live in their house like it's just the it's just ridiculous it's it's 100 enjoyable so get on it watch that come back to me next week and said yes i watched paddington i watched paddington 2 paddington 2 and you're right well i understand paddington 2 if i haven't seen paddington 1 yeah okay don't worry. I understand there's a bear. He likes marmalade. He's named after a train station. That's it. That's all you need to He's got know. got a raincoat. Yep. You can go forward. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. It's so good. And there's a whole baking thing. He goes to prison, and then he remakes the prison commissary to look like the baking, the British Bake Off, essentially. The bear goes to prison? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For bear it's crimes? A- it's a stitch up. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm I'm seeing your face and you're like, I need to watch this movie. Here comes the story of the hurricane. 
talking about here, Bobo Bao? <laughs> uh, these these buns prominently featured a crackalen. Crackalen is is like haunting me now. Yes, yeah. I have to I have to look up a recipe on the internet and find out how to do this. This is the first time I've seen someone make a crackalen on TV. Okay, so previously were they given packages? I of feel crackalen? like they were given packages before, or it was made Ooh. off screen or something. Ooh, yeah, because yeah, I have on my to do list the one that I was talking about, crackolin with a creme diplomat. Because mm. I think we saw those buns made like seasons ago now. It's on my to do list. I'm gonna make that. Then I'm gonna eat that. What did you think of this as a technical? I thought it was. I thought it was really interesting because it was one that no one seemed to have much familiarity with, and so everybody was really just baking their idea of they're like i don't know it kind of takes the pressure off in a weird way mm -hmm. uh, which actually always seems to help the bakers mm -hmm. for the most part of just like i don't know what i'm doing so i'm just following instructions which is actually super gratifying really as adults i think we just like following instructions yes yes i, I agree <laughs> um but i mean they, they had varying results which is also true of adulthood yeah <laughs> uh, yes yep uh you know the the real thing about getting the bun was like getting a good getting good height on it and so that you have like a nice tight round full what am i talking about bun bun yeah <laughs> bun and to my mind the key to that is is really shaping it properly Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you got to get it, a good, you got to get a good tuck underneath. You got to, you got to get a get, good tuck underneath. Yeah. You need to have that surface tension working for you. And I was seeing people like rolling it, but I, you need to, you got to have that tuck. <laughs> tuck the, tuck those tuck, buns. Tuck, tuck those buns. You got to tuck, tuck your buns. buns. You got to tuck, tuck your, your buns. buns. There's no fish in a fish waffle. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steve, Amanda, and Amy came out on top in this one. Uh, and they all had, they all had nice buns. Nice buns, nice buns, darling. Okay, so then our before, showstopper. Oh, before we get into the showstopper, I'd, yes. I'd, I'd like to I'd like to read a prepared statement I have here. Um, ladies and gentlemen of the baking community, I have been made aware that I said some hurtful things in previous episodes that I would at this time like to retract as regards um, the ingredient coconut. Uh, I was um, previously misinformed and stated that coconut does not improve any dishes. I've been reminded of Hello Dolly's uh, and the fact that I want to move to a maritime province and would therefore at this time like to apologize for the hurtful things I said and the damage that I may have caused. I will not be taking any questions. The showstopper this week was <laughs> to make a bread basket. Get them right in the bread basket. Get them in the bread basket. You have to make a basket of bread and then put at least two breads in your bread basket. We've seen this many times. Many times. This is a pretty standard bread week showstopper. Right. You should you should you should know what's coming. Uh, I just want to point out that Kyla's dress felt like a dressy caftan, mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed 
that look. That's all. That's what I want to say. That's my lightly prepared statement. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To my mind, there were two standouts in this showstopper. Uh, Vincent's, um, Vincent's little knitting basket full of kittens and balls of yarn and Amy's, uh, Amy's bread oven made of bread, full of bread. Okay. So both of those cases, I think were very, um, kind of Asian inspired contemporary Instagram baking. And I don't mean Instagram baking in a bad way. Cause we have talked about like the negative effect of Instagram, but just very visual Mm-hmm. super cute styles that you see in i think is it wrong to say asian bakery i don't want to say i it. don't think um you're talking you're talking in uh yeah you're talking like very presentational very sort of instagrammy tiktoky sort of uncle tetsu's severed from a lot of sort of like european baking expectations right i think just kind of having a lot of fun with dough. Yeah. <laughs> Baking. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's lots of places that do that, but I tend to think of that as like something that you often see mm-hmm. from some like Asian contemporary baker baking. Anyway, super fun. I love those those little cats were yeah. so cute. And so consistent and they look like cats. They weren't the horror shows you sometimes see on the internet where someone's like, I tried to make these cats and they turn into these little demons yeah i'm I'm actually on a facebook group called cakes with threatening auras which is very satisfying just <laughs> incidentally if you want things that look very upsetting uncanny valley kind of st- type stuff yeah and, yeah and then amy like baked an oven yeah out of bread baked an and oven then, in an oven uh, yeah in a third even larger oven like a drost. Yes. Uh, Anyway, so, and then Amy also, like, made little Chinese uh, pancake, you know, fabric decorations. Yeah, to be like her 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 oven mitts and a towel and stuff. So cute. Yeah. Yeah, we're just really well executed. Like, sometimes Mm -hmm. you see those uh, ambitious ideas and they kind of come out, like, glumpy. Yep, yeah. Or not like, fully well, this, realized. Yeah. This was supposed to be, like most of my bacon, this is supposed to be this thing. But hers came out the way she practiced. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she made scallion and coconut milk buns. Uh, and the the oven itself was made of a Vietnamese baguette. So good. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. Uh, Vietnamese, I've made Vietnamese baguettes. And they have like some very specific sort of technical requirements like they're supposed to have like a shattering outside and like a super soft interior mm. cottony anyway ian was obsessed my husband was obsessed with a vietnamese a vietnamese uh, cookbook over the summer and he made me make piles of these buns for his sandwiches the the tragic colonial history of Vietnam being for a long period occupied by the French means that they sort of absorbed the French baguette into their culinary style. So tragic history, but you get baguettes? Yeah. Yeah. So so it pretty much balances out. <laughs> what else did we have? We had a couple of boats. Yes. 
And I think, I think at this point, my suggestion to anybody would be don't do a boat. Steve and Amanda both had boats. They didn't turn out well. No. Nope. Don't make a boat. Uh, Amanda's lobster claws turned out very, very well, though. The judges thought they were good. I thought they were good. So basically everybody thought they were good. Everyone thought they were great. Yep. yep. Uh, I thought Stevens. I thought Stevens owed to bread and cheese, dough and cheese. What was it? Cheese and dough. Cheese and dough. I thought that was pretty great. Cheese and dough. Made um, pizza knots, and I'm making air quotes cinnamon buns, but were actually savory. With onions and Gruyere cheese. Yeah, I'm all. I'm all about that. Yeah, I. I, I feel like you could just just call that something else. Don't call it a cinnamon bun, but okay. I, 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 I think it's kind of funny. I think it's kind of it's a little bit funny to make to make something that looks like a cinnamon bun, but it's actually cheese and savory. Uh, okay, so Alina had these brioche roses, mm-hmm. and then she did a garlic bread. Did she call it a nest? It, yes, a nest. I thought that was so neat. Yeah. So, and it was like um extreme garlic extreme garlic like lots of them and it was like little dough balls that you dip in the in the butter and Mm -hmm. presumably more garlic and then you pile them all together like a monkey bread Mm -hmm. or any kind of a tearaway bread that you could you bake in a um uh like a bump pan kind of a Mm -hmm. style bump Mm -hmm. pan i was very interested in that idea I was really confused with Dougal, like with the critique that Dougal got. I mean, he had like a great bread tray and he had ba- like breakfast. So sticky buns and bagels. Yeah. I was, I would be like, I feel like bagels are, I would be a little daunted by bagels. Mm-hmm. Like they're a little bit, they're, they're a little extra. Yeah. There's several stages and any one of them can go wrong. Yeah. And Bruno's critique was that they were like hard to hard to pull apart and that they were very tight but my my understanding of bagels and i've i lived in montreal for eight years so i feel like i'm firm on this i got them from viator is that they're supposed to be tight they're supposed to be like so tough to chew that like they give you a a headache (laughs) i think i I mean there's there's dense there's dense and there's hard but you can all you can be dense but also like crumbly enough to tear apart yeah i feel like that's actually you just like made a description of myself <laughs> oh. Oh. oh please don't <laughs> yeah I, th- I, th- I thought i thought in the judging Dougal was assessed as having one very very good bake and one not so good bake yeah i think that's right yeah. anyway i was worried about Dougal this week me too yeah The bread showstopper is always kind of um, a head scratcher for me because, and part of the problem is that the bakers have to use their time, right? Like you, mm-hmm. we, they, they make up their dough and then they have to prove it for, like, honestly, you should be proving your dough for like at least two hours. Yep. Like 90 minutes minimum, right? Mm -hmm. That's not good TV. So Mm -hmm. they have to be doing other things. So you can't just make one, like you can't make one really good loaf. Mm -hmm. It always has to be like a loaf with like doodads. 
right. stuff going on, flavors, yeah. and like just like, and it's never just like a great loaf of bread. They never make it like there's never like a baguette challenge where you just like make baguettes. Yeah, yeah. What about yeah. that? Like as a signature or as a as a showstopper? Right. Do you know how hard it is to make French bread? Right. It's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Or especially if you're like trying to make bread without the benefit of a bread, like a, um, uh, like a KitchenAid mixer, mm -hmm. you know, like there's just a lot of sort of little technical details that go into making bread. And I started making bread and I, it's a, it's a, it's a form that you have to kind of find your way when you figure out like that there are different kinds of bread and that different ways of preparing the dough leads to different results. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first started making bread, every single loaf of bread I made came out the same. But it slowly dawned on me that when I bought bread, it had different qualities of like crustiness mm -hmm. or it had like different sized holes. And I, I had shoved bread in my mouth for decades without kind of tweaking to the fact that I like different kinds of bread that had different qualities. It was just like, like this amorphous category called bread mm -hmm. <laughs> i i i think i've talked about it before i think like i got the idea somehow that there was a sort of a correct texture and feeling for bread dough and that was the mm -hmm. only feeling for bread dough it was it was kind of mind-blowing when i realized that you could have kind of wet gloopy doughs and right kind of tighter doughs Absolutely. Yeah. And that's right. And it's, and it's not until it's something that someone can teach you, but if someone's not teaching you, it's something you just kind of find out yeah. by accident. You yeah. Know? yeah. And then achieving different kinds of crust. You're like, Oh, I got the holes that I like, but I don't, it don't, how do you get that? Like thick, chewy, crusty mouth scraping crust and you know and then, it's a, like one day you're like walking down a dark alley and somebody jumps out and it's, it's like dutch oven <laughs> yes exactly yes right mm. so i don't ever find that bread week quite delivers on the on the true glory of bread right when they were talking about judging and I was looking at my sheet and I was looking at how people did. It was really all over the place. It was anybody's game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There were no, there was no, no flame outs this week. No, no obvious uh, lemons. <laughs> Nobody was proofed badly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yet someone had to go home. Yes. Uh, so this week we lost Alina, sadly, uh, and our star baker was Amy. Again, Amy, uh, yeah, Amy, Amy nailed it on the showstopper. Did very well in the uh, technical and the signature. So yeah, so that, that's how you win star baker. That's how you win it. <sighs> you, you bake well. You bake bake well. Just bake well. keep baking well. So um, speaking of bake well. My, and speaking of like baking ambitions, my father-in-law, I, I made a, I think I told you I made a pie for Thanksgiving and we were talking about baking generally. And he told me that in his hometown of Portland in the UK, so Portland in Dorset, there was a kind of 
there's a thing that he liked to get. And it's kind of a very local local treat, and it was called a Portland dough cake. Which that, I'll tell that you, sounds so British. <laughs> those are three words. It's very hard to Google. <laughs> a Portland dough cake, and and he said, like, if you could if you could make one of those, that would be very cool he didn't say very cool he's Mm -hmm. 74 but um (laughs) i i thought oh i could that's amazing i would love to do that and so i started doing some internet research because obviously i didn't have that in any of my in my cookbooks or my baking books or anything Um, although i do have a book of like traditional british bakes nothing kind of came up that seemed similar there was a few things there was like a dorset dough cake and i so i told him about it and He's like, no, that's completely different. Absolutely. That's what he said. Uh, and I was like, oh, sh- sh- oh, okay. Um, because this, this thing that he was just, dis- that, that was described on the internet, the Dorset dough cake was like a brioche filled with like a mixed peel and currants mm. and spread with um, uh, like a syrup mm. on top. So it had like a shiny sweet surface and no mixed the, peel any time uh any time of year eh? sounds like it sounds sounds like something they might have down in dorset <laughs> exactly <laughs> but this portland dough cake is made with lard mm-hmm. and currants and is described as being heavy and kind of gray in its final appearance, is baked for three hours. Woof. And has a dry, dusty top on it. Is this is this for life at sea? <laughs> like it sounds kind of unappealing. Like there's a reason why it stayed hyper local. Right. <laughs> no one else wants it. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna try and make it. Nice. We'll we'll see how it goes, but I've never seen a baking recipe that calls for baking for three hours i'm very curious about what the technique is I mean, going that's to that's deliver. that's not baking that's preserving that's yeah that's that's driving out all the moisture so it can survive the trip across the atlantic right 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 it's uh, like at that point it's just currants lard and flour mm. yeah no it's really odd this will help <laughs> me survive the winter yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna Bury them in the backyard. <laughs> Cover them in hay, dig them up. Yeah, when I need them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this has been the Big Canadian Takeoff. You can find us online at Big Canadian. Our theme music is Dog Politics by Elvis Herod. And we'll be back next week for... Hi Week. Hi Week. Fill your pie hole. There's no fish in a fish hole. There's no fish in a fish hole. There's no fish in a fish hole. We got some stuff out of the house this weekend. Oh, yeah? You know, that always makes you feel like you... It makes you feel better, right? We just just before we went to New Brunswick, so 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 very long ago, we got the um, we got the we got the junk people to come. 
Mm-hmm. How much did you get rid of? Um, half truckload, whatever that is. Holy it's quite sh- a bit. Holy yeah. sh- That's more than just like old magazines. Just like just like four just four years of basement garbage, just like little little bits of wood and garbage and stuff. Stuff I'm, stuff I was definitely going to use at some point. That I'm definitely guilty of stuff I'm going to use at some point. Mm-hmm. I really believe in that eureka moment of like I have just the thing and it will make everything worthwhile. The the dopamine hit the yeah. the, the <laughs> that, that that light up the dad centers of the brain when you actually do have that cable when you do have mm-hmm. the cable to hook up an old camcorder to a rotary telephone is 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 definitely worth holding on to 700 pounds of old cables for just dragging dragging them around like marley for uh, 20 years carol in 20 years totally 